Prioritizing brand loyalty is one thing. Creating and maintaining it is another. And consumer psychology may have the answer for marketers who are looking to do both. It's called the flow state, the perception of an optimal psychological experience. And it's said to strengthen brand awareness and promote brand loyalty. Dr. Eric Frazier, a top psychologist with over 20 years in psychological assessment, sat down with us for the fourth episode of Market With Me Quickly to discuss what creates a flow state in consumers. This podcast is presented by Quickly, a marketing technology that leverages psychology to help your brand cut through the noise and motivate consumers in fun, turnkey ways. Frazier specializes in psychological testing and has held a part-time faculty appointment as assistant clinical professor at Yale University School of Medicine for 18 years. As an introduction to our conversation, I asked Frazier to explain what flow state is and how it works in marketing. Yeah, so it's it's really interesting. You know, people sometimes have, a, have some difficulty sort of nailing down how, how to put metrics around flow state, but they know what it is when it's happening, right? So when you're, you're exercising or um, if you come out of an experience in a store after buying something that elicits a lot of um, happiness, you know, if it's either a purchase for yourself or happiness because it's a gift for somebody else, right? You, you know that feeling when you have it. And the way to think about it is flow is really the outcome experience, okay? So then the question becomes, well, what creates it? These two aspects, community, cohesiveness, and quality information, when those two are packaged together, okay, by, by a good marketer, um, that is what creates the flow experience. So um, if you think about it for cars, it's the optimal driving experience, right? If it's for food, it's the optimal eating experience. If it's for travel, it's the optimal relaxation experience. If it's um, picking up some clothing, it's like you described, it's the frictionless experience, right? And that collectively contributes to this sense of flow, the sense of well-being, the this, this sense of um, a loss of time is, is one of the factors that, that we look at. And good marketers for their products or services create that outcome. And that gets us into sort of the community cohesiveness and the, the quality of information. So you described community cohesiveness as being formed through a brand community sharing useful information, whether it's posts, comments, reviews, things of that nature. But what exactly is community cohesiveness? How is it formed? Is it the responsibility of a brand to kind of form that customer base where they have this huge cult following and everyone shares um, a certain love for a product or a service? Or is this community more so formed around a customer's friends and their family telling them about a brand or a service? It's definitely a combination of both, right? And there has to be a space, and it could be a virtual space for virtual companies. It can be a physical space for retailers, brick and mortars. 
And it can be both for companies that have bridged the gap of both of those. And it, there's a, a great story or perhaps a, a great example with like Lululemon, who makes a deliberate effort to build community inside their stores through incredible intense attention to detail and personalized attention to their customers. And then the follow-up of extending the brand into the online community where they have a space and a platform to give reviews of products, to you know, give likes, to give stars, which promotes the sharing, which promotes the gifting, right? And, and there, therein you, you create that community through deliberate, um, very deliberate action. You can't just set up the space and wait for people to take action, right? You have to promote it. You have to give them the opportunity. You have to give them that soft, soft nudge so when we when we think about you know roles in, in marketing like social media management, right? Part of that is engaging with customers, inviting customers in, um, and really um, really promoting the, promoting those communities online and offline. Now, when we mentioned community cohesiveness before, it automatically made me think of social proof um, and we've written a few blogs on social proof on the benefits behind it on the tactics and it just kind of explaining that it's this idea that people are more likely to follow the lead of other like-minded individuals whether that's people that they are closely related to or people that they're in that sort of brand community and have that community cohesiveness with so how would you say community cohesiveness relates to something like social group? Right, yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's a really important concept. And the way that I would say it is that when you have community cohesiveness, that is social proof, right? That is when the marketer knows that their product or service is hitting the mark, right? Because when it does, then you have this flow and then people are really excited to tell you about the product or service, right? Or alternatively, when you don't have community cohesiveness, you also know that. And, and I would say um, it's kind of like what I would call, I've never seen this written up, but it, what I would call it is negative social proof, right? Because have you ever seen, um, a restaurant review where there was like one star and one star and no stars and you know just all kinds of negative social proof that's that's an example of not having community cohesiveness um, on the other hand the positive social proof is when you are at the you know you're an Airbnb host um, or you know you're a maker of uh, women's purses Right, and you've got all the product reviews, and you've got the shares, and you've got people making recommendations about other products. Right, then you have the social proof that your cohesive community is actually doing the marketing for you. Now, the bulk of our conversation is around brand loyalty, brand advocacy, brand advocacy, brand love, things of that nature, and. We recently wrote a blog on brand love, what it takes to formulate it, um, what are 
indicators of brand love or that it's been um, that it exists in some way and one of the things that that expert said was that when consumers or humans in general when we love something we love to talk about it we want to talk about it as much as possible one of the really clear examples of that is is parents and people who really love their children or their family members and they want to tell you everything that their grandchild did and look at their their grades and look at this thing that they drew me um, and it's very similar to consumers when they love brands they want to talk um, as long as they can about this outfit that they bought or this food that they had or this restaurant that they went to um, and we most often see that like you said through reviews and testimonials and posts and things of that sort and those are also social proof tactics those are things that you see when social proof and community cohesiveness are happening for a brand and they relate back to that brand love and that brand advocacy so it made me wonder when we speak about that like optimal psychological experience is there an connection between the psychology of social proof and the, the psychology behind wanting to talk to people about a brand and things of that nature. Is there a connection between that and brand loyalty, brand love, brand advocacy? Yeah, so, so there absolutely is a connection. And, you know, and I think you actually articulated it really clearly that there are these breadcrumbs right that are the likes the shares the very detailed explicit reviews um the emotional words that are that are used in that and now of course also with video right you know people you know doing um product reviews on video um has have those um vloggers have have incredible influence um, and carry really important um, demonstrations of the power of having that harmonized community and giving that quality information that we talked about at the beginning of this conversation that promotes that flow state, right? Keeps people excited and engaged. That's how you know that you have it. And, and that, in essence, is the formula for creating this brand loyalty. Um, it doesn't just happen organically, like those are the steps to make it happen. And companies that are successful at it are deliberately engaging with their customers, both offline and online, and doing it in a really simple way. And the simple way is like, is there anything else that I can do for you, right? Or is there anything that would make this product better? Or a follow-up, you know, how is your experience, you know, after you purchased your, you know, your new Jordans, um, that kind of thing. Um, or similarly in travel or similarly, you know, with the dealership, you know, how are you enjoying your new car? Did it live up to your expectations? You know, these kinds of things. And, and that's where you will find the testimonials, the product reviews, the service reviews, and then that followed by the organic shares, you know, that really builds that brand loyalty. Because like you said, with 
positive and negative social proof, people are going to talk anyway. Um, so you'd much rather reach out to them organically, ask them, is there anything I can do? Give them that follow-up, show them that they are a priority versus not, because then you run the risk of falling into that negative social proof and getting a review that says they never did that. They never followed up with me. They never asked if there was anything else they could do. Or, you know, this never, this didn't meet my expectations and there was no solution uh, presented. Right, exactly. And if we could even, you know, I think we can even sum it up more simply, right? So the question that, that you can sit down with the, the marketing team with is, is kind of like this. How do, we, how do we provide our customers a positive emotional experience? Or, or alternatively, are we giving our customers a positive emotional experience versus is this just transactional? Emotions are a currency in and of themselves. They help to kind of aid in that brand awareness, that brand loyalty, that brand love that people are looking for, that can consumers want to have for the brands and brands want their consumers to have for them. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, that using that word, you know, emotional currency, I think that that's really important. And, and what people can take from this conversation is that there is a way to create that, right? You don't have to guess how, how to, how to create that. You can create that specifically by building your cohesive community. You can build that deliberately by providing high quality information about your products and services that's easy for people to digest, whether it's through audio, through video, through text, through in-person conversations and brick and mortar, right? And, and personalizing that experience and, and creating that flow state. Thank you for listening to this Market With Me Quickly episode on brand loyalty and the flow state. Consider this another look into the many ways brain science can help close the gap between marketers and consumers brought on by the noise in today's marketplace. Here's a special thank you to our guest, Dr. Eric Frazier, for sharing his knowledge with us and an invitation to any experts in marketing, consumer psychology, and any other relevant fields of study. We'd love to hear from you. Please feel free to reach out to me at lindsayatquickly.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y at Q-U-I-K-L-Y dot com. Let's cut through the noise together.